afternoon, Jeff would have heard that, but nobody else. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. Uh, all day. Thursday, October the 19th, 2023. It's another Technical Alpha Podcast. Glad you could join us today. Hopefully you are all doing well on uh, at least what here, where we are now, is starting to actually feel a bit like fall. Finally. I'm in a sweater right now, in my office. That should tell you everything you need to know. Now, granted, the sweater's probably going to come off about halfway into this podcast, if not before, but it does mean that this room is cooling down, which means it has to be getting cool outside. Otherwise, it just would never have happened. So I'm a little excited about that. I'm a little more comfortable in the office. Not so excited about having to go outside when it's cold, but in here, lovely. It's great stuff. Can't ask for anything more. Got another great show lined up for you today. Not a, a lot of news going on right now in the world of games or movies or television. But we'll, uh, we have a couple things to uh, to cover. We are getting uh, closer to awards season, and uh, typically alongside of that, we will you know we'll be getting more uh, some more news and releasey type stuff as we get closer to uh, Jeff Keeleyathon. Uh, his, since he's now taken over two times of the year in the spring and in the winter. And so we'll have uh, we'll have more to talk about, I'm sure, as we approach that. But nevertheless, before we get started, as per usual, most important question of the week, Mr. Black, how's your week? Oh, this week, what did I do? Uh, it's just been another week. <coughs> Nothing too crazy out of the norm. That's pretty much it, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what else. Uh, Kai's that's good. been sick. Oh, that's so not he, good. Yeah, no, that's not good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's at the doctor's now, um, just making sure that, uh, he doesn't have any, you know, ear infection or chest Uh, infection or anything like that. Uh, Everybody in his school has been sick as fuck. So he's been fighting this, whatever this is for a while. We tested him for COVID. It was negative. So, I mean, I I don't, I don't know. It might've been COVID and then just who it's really, it's really fucking hard now. Like it's really hard because the test kits and stuff that we have, they're not even like they're not even great at detecting it unless you've got it like bad. Yeah. Like a lot of the time, it's either yeah. it's either you get that shit like it's tough because when you're testing yourself at home, like we ran into this with my parents, right? Because they just had COVID just like three weeks ago, right? Yeah, Almost my grandmother's got it right now. Oh, so. okay. How's she? Yeah. How's she faring with it so She's, far? Yeah, she was she was rough for like a day and a half, two days, and now yeah. she's. She's coming on the men now. Coming so. on the all right. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it took mom forever. She's still not a hundred. She's like seventy percent. She like we mentioned before. She had like the fatigue where she couldn't even stand for like yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but she's she's gotten uh, better now. Last I talked to her, she was over for my birthday on Friday. We had dinner, whatever. So she was able to get out of the house for you know some time, and and she's been doing more around the house and whatnot. But she said maybe seventy percent energy back at this point but uh yeah it affects everyone differently it's crazy but when they had it we ran into that problem where like you know dad dad had symptoms early and he had the head he had like the head cold type stuff and so when they when you're doing the test at home and people are administering it on themselves or like somebody else and you know all you have typically is the fucking box instructions, which are terrible fucking instructions, by the way. Like, the only reason that we got away with it here is because, of course, Marcel's a nurse. She's been doing, she's done like a bajillion tests at this point. But the instructions are usually fucking terrible. 
and you'll watch like and people will will like get the fucking swab in their nose and it, they'll it'll they'll do it like down here like at the very base of their fucking nose yeah, they don't get very far in up there yeah and em was like em was like if you ain't feeling your brain being scraped you ain't gone back far <laughs> you ain't gone back far enough uh and uh but but in dad's case because he had the head cold symptoms and uh and it was built up in his nose far enough far enough forward that they picks it up. Mom didn't have head cold anything, but she was having other symptoms. So when they tested her, she was negative, and because they just weren't they weren't getting it. Now they were also weren't doing M and I do throat and nose, but it's really challenging. So like these tests, they need a higher level of of like um, uh, of what you have before you can test it. So it's not shocking if people are like might actually have it and just not fucking te- like they test and like oh I'm negative. Like it was fucking. It, it's a it challenge is what now. It is at this point, um, but but yeah, he's, he's also he's, young and in school, and everyone has AIDS exactly. twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. That's literally it, <laughs> right? So we have, we we have a friend that like got a couple of kids, and they basically said like their daughter was sick like every two weeks for the whole first year she was in school. It's like she'd get over it. Like two weeks later, she'd be sick again. Two yeah. weeks later, she'd be sick again. Two weeks yeah. later, she, it was just like it was nonstop. I'm like, oh my god, I hope that's not Kai, but it is what it is. It's got to build up the the immune yeah, system. Yeah, some of it and, is just uh, getting exposed to it, right? And there's yeah. like a weird fine line between like exposure being good for you and then exposure being like negative. And when you're in school, you don't have a choice. You're just there. You're, you're getting fucked. There. You're yeah, just getting ex- you're getting yeah. exposed. You're not at home playing Pokemon anymore. You're in the school with all the other kids that don't like wash themselves properly. I think there's, uh, Kayla was saying, a lice issue as well at school uh, recently. Right. Uh, she... That like lice was going around, which is not like yeah. there's a couple of it's, schools right now. Like like uh, cousin was talking about that. There's a couple that that lice was bad um, in schools, and everyone's like trying not to bring it home because like it's one thing for your kid to have it; it's a fucking goddamn. Yeah, it, if your wife like, gets it, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. Been my week. That's just been my week. Wonderful. Well, hopefully he's okay. The doctors are probably just going to figure out that he's just. It might very well be like an ear infection or some shit. I know I had a couple of those when I was young, so it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be too surprising. Uh, my week, uh, well, I don't have a child yet, so mine's not uh, mine's not inundated with illness. Uh, that will happen to me in the future. Uh, but for now, uh, I've just been uh, kind of uh, steady as she goes. I, I finished. Finally finished my Starfield review. I put it off for like a week. I couldn't even, I don't even want to write about it. I'm so angry about Starfield. And like it took everything in my being not to like in my review, uh, just be like a jaded cunt for the entire review. Like actually just try and be like objective about it as much as I possibly could. You know, I obviously like injected my own, you know, my own take on it, but like I actually just upset about that fucking game. And we have one of the pieces of the news here this week is it made me even more upset because it, for a totally different reason. I had a big rant on my stream, actually. Not having known this news, but uh, but it would have definitely sparked my rant anyway, uh, all the more. But nevertheless, finished that review, and uh, uh, then I played Halo Infinite for a couple days. At first, like, it's better than it was. I was excited. You know, I was like, holy shit, is Infinite finally in a place to go back? I even tweeted it out. I was like, I think that they're, I think they're close. You know, they just need to bring back player collision and, and maybe fix a little bit of the remaining desync and away you go. But nah, another couple of days and I was like the crack started to show more. Then, funnily enough, so they put they put out a a major, like it was the next season start, big patch, everything, like in the middle of uh, one of my sessions. 
So, you know, exit out the game, download that, booted it back up, and it just broke fucking goddamn everything. And I was like, nah, this ain't ready for the big, this, they need to, they need to take this out back, the classic old yeller. I, and shoot it, it. They just need to, and, and well, which in the video game world for them means just do the bare minimum until they can make another Halo game. They, they need to forget, they need to, they need to just literally back burner this. Keep it going so that they don't have the entire player base or fan base want to eat, like, chew, you know, bite their head off. And then work on a new Halo and be like, guys, we tried that Slipstream engine, which was like a, a modified version of the of the Blam engine that the original Halo was built on. If you didn't know that, fucking, that's the case. Uh, that just ain't it. We can't. And we can't bring in new talent because it's a it's a custom engine. It takes forever to train anyone, so we got to move away. Which they said we're going to you know un, they're going to Unreal Five, uh, and just start new Halo. Just forget this shit ever fucking happened. They fired basically everyone at three four three at this point anyway that was making any decisions. So so it's like a whole new it's a whole new fucking set of people in there anyway. Uh, but yeah, it, it uh, it's still I will say this though in fairness to them. And why it's probably frustrating for people like myself is that from like a gameplay perspective, like physically playing, it, it's the best feeling Halo since the original like one and two and maybe three. Like it feels, it's a modernized Halo that feels really good to play. The problem is everything else, that's it. That's that's the one upshot. Everything else is shit. So it's very frustrating because the gameplay, you're like, yes, fucking Halo. But then you have to do like... The 95% else of everything else is just driving you insane. And so, uh, anyway, I, uh, I quit Halo after a while. And then booted up my next review game, Cyberpunk 2077, because they have the, um, the expansion thing that came out there with Idris Elba. Uh, and, uh, and that expansion came with a whole bunch, like a, an overhaul of the original part of the game as well. And so I've been playing that for a couple days. And it's been good. I have to, I have to say, having played 20 hours of it at release when it was a raging fucking dumpster fire... They have at least made this game playable, and it and uh, and and now you can enjoy the parts that were good at launch, like the characters and story, which were already good. Just the game around it was so fucking broken; it was hard to enjoy it. And so I've been enjoying myself with that so far. And a very pretty game, a very pretty game, and funny, but like the probably the biggest, I'll say roller coaster because it really is. See, I've I've had two peaks and a valley. I went with Baldur's Gate three. Directly into Starfield, directly into Cyberpunk 2077, more or less. Those three games. Baldur's Gate had me on a high. It was like, this is a fucking, this is a good game. Games are back, baby. We got, we got that shit. We've proven that we don't need to churn out like the same homogenous, you know, a half-baked bullshit. Then I went to Starfield and went, wait a minute. I might have been wrong. My apologies. And then I went, but now I'm into, into Cyberpunk, and, uh, and even though it launched kind of fucked up, uh, what they have right now is, is really good. And, it, and, like, all three of those are RPGs where you spend a lot of time talking to NPCs, and it just highlighted how shit Starfield's fucking dialogue system is. Oh my god. It looks so fucking bad in comparison. It's fucking painful. So anyway... That has been my week. I'm now in the midst of that. I look forward to reviewing the rest of Cyberpunk. I look forward to playing it, uh, which is a, a rare occasion. I don't look forward to playing games, so hopefully it stays that way for me. But for now, I've been uh, enjoying my time. And now it's time to talk about some actual honest-to-goodness video game news, Mr. Black. It is done. It is finished. I saw. Activision Blizzard King is now officially in Microsoft's 
back closet, tucked away with all of the other things that they've bought over the last 10 years, and will probably never see the light of day ever again. Uh, so it's officially done. The only thing that is still ongoing is that the FTC looked at uh, how much money they used during all their proceedings thus far uh, of taxpayer money and said, you know what? I got one more in me. Got back out there. They said, we're going to take this bitch back in. We're going to appeal this shit, even though it's already fucking done. And we're probably never going to be able to fucking convince anyone to reverse this decision. We're going to spend some more taxpayer money and go fight this shit anyway. So other than that, which will do nothing. Microsoft officially owns Activision Blizzard King. And with that, of course, there was the first uh, first couple of interviews that Phil Spencer did to, you know, because obviously lots of people would have had tons of questions uh, about what that means now. Uh, and so I got a couple of things here that have been mentioned this week post the purchase of that going through. So Phil Spencer said in an interview, uh, confirming that unlike with Bethesda, there's not likely to be some sort of celebration push on Game Pass because the legal proceedings tied up any opportunity to do so. So back when they first bought or when they bought Xenomax, which is the parent company that owns Bethesda, uh, that went a lot smoother and they were able to work in the background with them to like get a couple of like games ready to release on Game Pass in celebration of you know, them joining the team, basically. They had that, this whole thing, like, I think it was like, uh, you know, um, you know, the old Elder Scrolls games and some other shit that they put on there in celebration of, uh, of that happening. The people were like, is that gonna happen this time? You got some shit? Nah. Too busy in court. Couldn't do it. Wasn't allowed to. So there's nothing gonna be like that. And he, uh, clarified that you're unlikely to see any Activision Blizzard content on Game Pass until 2024. They're just not gonna have anything there's only a couple months left in this year anyway makes sense uh and uh and so you just have to to wait and uh and see what the first round of stuff is now that didn't stop them from putting together their sizzle reel on social media all the new activision blizzard games that were in there uh and now of course the speculation is what is microsoft going to pull out of the vault here what are they going to work on outside of what activision itself is working on and blizzard are working on you know, what might they pull out of the vault of IPs and hand to somebody else? Because there's a lot of games under that fucking umbrella. Shitload of games. Under Starcraft. That, <laughs> Starcraft's under that umbrella. Uh, and so, yeah, and the one that everyone talks about, Hexen, is an old school game. And Phil Phil Spencer has worn, like, four fucking godforsaken Hexen t-shirts on camera in the last, like, few months. And so everyone's like, Phil, you you can't... You can't wear... Nobody wears a Hexen t-shirt! When's the last time you saw a motherfucker wear a Hexen t-shirt? Doesn't exist. So you're gonna keep doing that, you better fucking deliver. Somebody better do Hexen. And already there was a couple developers that have come out since this purchase this week and said, Phil, the moment you're ready for somebody to develop Hexen, we got a whole squad. We're squatting up and ready to make Hexen. So just just give us the word. So people are already vulture hovering around this uh, this whole thing, but... Uh, anyway, that's, uh, kind of the latest there. The other things that they added there were that when asked about, you know, in relation to that, when asked about, you know, my God, there's so many old school IPs that haven't been used in a million years that you now have them underneath this umbrella. What, you know, are you going to bring, do you guys have plans to bring some of these out of the vault, etc., etc.? He said, of course he wants to do, you know, anyone that would have access to some of these games that have been around playing games for so long would want to. But you can't just fucking rip that shit out of the vault and hand it to somebody and expect it to be good. So, uh, as as we've seen before, that wouldn't be... It's not like that hasn't already happened before. So he said he 100% wants to, 
and they're 100% going to try to uh, try to when possible, but he wants to make sure that whatever team that they hand any of these properties to are fans of and are passionate and talented enough to do the game justice and not just be like, oh, fuck it, Hexen, <laughs> and hand it off to somebody yeah. else that like is like a full of a bunch of like 18. Well, the last thing, they got to be careful because if they do if they do it too quick and they don't do it right, mm. then... I mean, as much as we like the shit on Blizzard, we like the shit on Blizzard. Yes. They've got majority of good quality games. Yeah, the, of the course. Quality, yeah. The quality of their games, yeah, may have may have dipped a little bit. Yeah. But that's because they've lost the vast majority of their 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 team over the years. But it still doesn't change the fact that they're all quality games. Like mm-hmm. they are good games. Now if Microsoft comes in and they just say, Hey, we're gonna go ahead and make a Another StarCraft, or we're going to go and make a uh, another, I don't even, uh, Diablo, or mm. a fucking whatever. Uh, even some of these super old IPs that they're bringing back. Uh, you fuck that up. You only get one you, chance at that, right? You get one, bro, <laughs> you, get, you get one kick at the can. That yeah. is it. And that yeah. kick better be something fucking pretty fucking stellar. Because some messy you, shit. You've already got people go, that are going to be like, what the fuck? Really? Microsoft? Like, Microsoft, again, here we go. They're going to be hoping for these games to fail. Oh, yeah. Like, I fucking told you so. Oh, the, 100%. The, the expectations are already going to be through the motherfucking roof. And the games are already good as they are. So, you know, whether they're managed properly or not, that's a whole nother take. But the games are good. Blizzard makes good games. Oh, yeah. Um so if you're going to turn it into some shit-tier Microsoft game that's still under the Blizzard Activision umbrella, you're going to have a really tough time. And those IPs that you paid an unholy amount of money for, that that diminishes, those values diminish so hard and so fast, they drop like you fucking took a brick and you threw it in the ocean. <laughs> it's going to hit rock bottom eventually, and it's going to go down quick. So you better fucking get some life jackets ready you better fucking make sure that this thing don't sink because if it does where's your return on your investment you're going to be pushing out fucking cod games for the rest of your life oh and you know that's where the majority of the money and, is coming back from course. anyway but of course but you touched on an interesting point there that's kind of tangentially related to the halo infinite story as well where you said where you said you know a lot of the you know, with blizzard a lot of the people that made those games for a long time are no are no longer there right and that's actually something that I think, I hope at this point, Microsoft has learned is something that they need to pay attention to with the studios that they run that are handling their yep. major, major flagships. Because with Halo Infinite, they, they outsource to contractors an entire team to make the engine, to take Blam or whatever and, and turn it into Slipstream. All yep. contracted. And then they left because they were contracted. And then, so when you when you have the engine like that, now you now you got to have like you have less and less people that have actual inside working knowledge of the engine to pass that on to developers that are coming into the company or who are there to train them on an engine that they never built, yep. so that they can do their thing. And then they were con- and then they on top of that they contracted they contracted actual developers that were in for short periods of time, and it was this weird like this cog in a wheel thing. That that exacerbated all of the management problems that already existed there at the time, 
Yep. And that's how and that's how you get a game that like promised co-op that never fucking happened and it was pushed out and it was pushed out and pushed out then indefinitely fucking, you know, suspended or whatever and then people hacked it at the end and found out that it was even workable on a fucking regular Xbox. Like it just it, the the shit show was real. Whereas on Sony's side, uh, or let me not even use Sony, even though that they have a couple of studios where this, you know, like Sony Santa Monica, for example, um, or Insomniac, who just, you know, with uh, Spider-Man. But more specifically, we talked about the past Nintendo. The people making, like, the Legend of Zelda games, are a lot of them are the same fucking people that have been making 100%. them for, like, 20 years. Dude, right? it's... Think about it. The best analogy I can give is... You are at, uh, let's just go with, uh, you know, I'll use my grandmother, for example. Mm. Her name was Maxine. Mm. So you go to Maxine's um, Delicious Desserts, Mm. right? You go to Maxine's Delicious Desserts. They're delicious. My grandmother's (laughs) in the back. She's in there. She's overseeing. She's overseeing what the other lings are doing in there. She's, She's putting her special touch. She's got her recipe. She's just... Even though she's got the recipe, she's just got that way of stirring the shit. She's got mm. that. She just got. She just knows what she's doing. And it, when you get it, it's consistent. It's good. It's delicious. Uh, you know, you get it. You know what you're getting. You go there for Maxine's deliciousness. But Maxine's no longer with us. Mm. Store is there. They have the recipe. Some, they got the recipe. But they don't have Maxine. They don't have her touch. They don't have her leadership. They don't have her vision. They aren't her. There's that secret sauce. Now, that doesn't mean that the legacy can't move on. That doesn't mean that the dessert still can't be delicious. It just means that you have to be extra careful and you have to stick with the integrity of what made this thing what it is and you got to let the audience also know that, like, you know, the direction is slightly different, but the core values are still there. You're still going to get something delicious. It's going to remind you of growing up. Shit, the recipe might even be the same, but the way it's delivered might be a little bit different. Something, something's going on. If you fuck around with the recipe, you get some other idiot that buys Maxine's restaurant. It's no longer family ran anymore. And they said, you know what? Yeah, Maxine made a great dessert. But my grandmother, she also made good dessert. So I'm going to take 90% of Maxine's stuff. And I'm going to put in 10% of uh, Bertha's stuff. (laughs) All right? That... And the problem is that 10%, although might be good in another recipe somewhere, it's fucking with the whole goddamn thing. (laughs) So that is what we're talking about here. They can go ahead and get all these games. They can go ahead and make these games, but you got to have the recipe. It's got to feel familiar. It's got to be that make you feel good, you know, comfort food type shit. And then it's also got to get you excited again. It's just, it's got it's got to do those things. If it doesn't, you go into Maxine's delicious desserts and she's no longer there and you go in there and you have it and you're like this just ain't it anymore. I'm not I'm not supporting it's obvious this ain't family ran anymore. Not the same family. The thing tastes different. Okay, it might be all right, but this ain't what I signed up for. I, I don't want this. I want the old thing. 
And you start comparing the new to the old. And when they start doing that and it ain't as good, it's oh, it's done. It's done. It's over. So they need to watch it. Oh, they're 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 gonna have to trade carefully. I think that's what Phil's getting at here. You know, we can't just yeah. You know, he appreciates that a lot of people are probably like myself included, sitting back going, "Why don't you have another Banjo Kazooie game yet?" Well, you don't have the original team making Banjo Kazooie. Yep. You don't even really have access to the team that that uh, uh, that made Ukulele, which was basically the spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie. You've got nobody, so you you've got to you you, you got to be able to find the right team to make that happen because Banjo Kazooie is a loved franchise, and you fuck that up, you're in some shit. And they're discovering that with, you know, with their, uh, ironically, their flagship franchise, which was Halo. They've discovered that now. They handed it to 343 with a leadership team that admitted in video that they Mm. were taking this shit in a totally different direction that was not, that was nothing to do with Halo at all. They built an entirely new fan base that over 10 years that only knew that new version of Halo, but it wasn't big enough to carry the franchise. Then they had to come up with Infinite where they bridged old Halo fans and new Halo fans, and that's a fucking dumpster fire waiting to happen. So they've got the, they ironically have the blueprint for avoiding not using the blueprint. And so now they've got a, now they've got a lot more of these games on hand and it will, we'll have to see how they all come together Mm -hmm. and what I do. I, I, I do believe, I do believe that Activision and Blizzard will be left mostly alone because they're big entities by themselves. Microsoft will go in and pick and choose some properties that aren't being worked on by the companies they might and even send take, them somewhere they else. They might even take some people from Blizzard, some teams, bring them in on some yeah, other side. Yeah, that aren't like actively like, working know, on stuff in those exactly. development houses at the time like, or whatever. Knows, right? yeah. They got the recipe. It's can they, can they produce it? How long are they leaving that shit in the oven to cook? Are you leaving it <laughs> one minute later than what it was before? What kind of pan are you using? Is it nonstick? Is it glass? Or is that shit sticking? When you take it out, mm. it looks pretty, but then as soon as you flip it over, it's all crusty and shit on the bottom. <laughs> what are you going to do, Microsoft? <laughs> see what you got. We'll find see, out. See what you got. We'll find out for sure. Uh, but not until 2024 is the start. Um, oh, and the last thing here that's just a quick note is that uh, just to re- he reiterated, Call of Duty is set for platform parity, meaning that everyone should be getting the same content for Call of Duty at more or less all the same time. So it's not going to be a situation where, you know, one platform has, you know, um, DLC six months ahead of the other one or whatever the fuck else. They're aiming to do Call of Duty the same anywhere they can put that thing. Because again, as we just mentioned... It's going to make them more money That's that's where the money is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, That's a smart thing for them to do. Uh, also confirmed immediately, uh, after the announcement that this had all gone through is that, uh, Bobby boy is slated to stay on as CEO through the end of 2023. And I mean the calendar year, not fiscal. So January 1st, Bobby is set to be, uh, heading out the door. Uh, no discussion around the replacement has been made publicly at this point that I'm aware of. Uh, I do know that Bobby, without any other executive compensation leaving the company, is sitting on something like $400 million worth of shares. So, uh, Bobby boy! <laughs> you know what, somebody immediately mentioned here, that I can't remember I can't remember who it was originally, but it made sense to me. It might have been Panic. I saw a tweet about it. Anyway, uh, no, I saw somebody before Panic, too. I mentioned it. Uh, it's like, we're expect Bobby to show up on Unity's doorstep like fucking like next Could you week. Imagine? 
Could you imagine? I think Bobby. I think I think Bobby is gonna go retire. That's what I think Bobby's gonna do. I, if I'm Bobby, I'm, but he's yeah. a different. You know, but when you're when you're a CEO type, like you're a little psychopathic. You know, you're yeah. you hold on to that shit for as long as you maybe he'll possible. do some sort of small startup or something, or I don't know. He, I, maybe I, he'll just I, do board shit, right? Board Where he, shit. like he yeah, gets okay, paid like two hundred and fifty grand a year to show up in an office twice. Yeah, you know something like that. Uh, just to like, you know, afford I mean, his expensive habits. Just imagine going on to your like brokerage and you look and you've got $400 million worth of shares. <laughs> You're just like, bro, I'm on top of the world. Uh, you don't need you know to fuck off. You know, forever. what's really fucking stupid though, is that is, is, is how like $400 million, $400 million is a lot of money. But, like, we've gotten so desensitized with, like, an ever, like, more and more billionaires walking through rooms everywhere that, like, 400 million, it's like, oh, he's doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> Bro, if I had 400 million dollars, I, I wouldn't be thinking I'm doing pretty well for myself. I'm um, very well for myself. Uh, and, uh, and I get, whether you love him or love or love him or hate him, he's been at Activision since the nineties. So he's, he's, he's Bro, been he's there for a long money. time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's put in, he's made that money or that company so much goddamn money. You don't, no. you don't need to agree with no. what he's done, no. the things he said, the whatever. But one thing that you can agree on, he made a he's money, made a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, all right, moving on, we've got, uh, oh, right, here we go. So I mentioned this a little bit uh, earlier when I was talking about my week, but Bethes- the Bethesda Factor, Mr. Black, it's in full swing. Uh, similar to the Nintendo fans, the Bethesda Factor. You, uh, you they can basically do no wrong, uh, and, uh, and it will do well, is kind of the idea here. Uh, despite the game truly being, uh, uninspired with nothing that made previous Bethesda games particularly interesting, Starfield immediately became the number seven most sold game in 2023, just in September sales alone, which it was the highest selling game for the month of September. That's irrespective of Game Pass. So not Game Pass included. That's the numbers we're looking at. So I'm going to be interested in what like the long-term sales or the the more the next few months go because the honeymoon phase had wore off real fucking quick online and we'll see how much that translate. Yeah. To sales, but it was, it it ended very quickly and rightfully so. I can't say enough bad things about that game. (laughs) There was much more buzz for much longer. Oh my God. Came out. It was like two weeks dead. Like, Bro. the game's not dead, but, like, no. you just don't hear people singing no. its praises and everything else. No. So. In fact, it's the opposite. If you go on YouTube, pretty much there's an endless field it. of 50-plus minute-long retrospectives oh, yeah. on yeah. Bethesda as a company up to Starfield to just compare, not even compare Starfield to other, like, the peers in its genre now, so, like, other companies, but comparing it to itself, yeah. right? Like, what, you know, what Bethesda, you know, had going and where they are now uh and and even just comparing it within themselves it's not good but if you put if you put that game up against its its contemporaries or not or not even contemporaries its peers right now in the market active came out like this year it's it looks like it's a 20 year old game the shit is, is and and it plays like it it's 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 fucking goddamn terrible so yeah anyway it doesn't matter though i mean i suspect a lot of those are pre-orders uh, because of Starfield from Bethesda, a lot of pre-order hype, a lot of people yep. going to buy that day one. So, uh, you know, God help us. If I see October and it's still number one, I give up. We're doomed. 
part of my rant uh, yesterday on stream was about the fact that uh, that between between AAA publishers creating self-fulfilling prophecies about the fact that they can't possibly do anything new, exciting, or uh, or or actually take the time to make something good because the the industry just doesn't allow it. It doesn't make enough money. So between that happening, which is bullshit, we all know it's fucking bullshit. They're just literally lying out of their fucking ass. It's just they're incompetent and they're trying to make too much fucking money. And ironically, many of them have killed themselves off attempting to do so. But it's also like, I don't know if it's because games have just gotten so shit for so long now that the general, like, the public buying games and supporting them is, like, the, the, the standards dropped off a fucking cliff. Like, people are just so used to games coming out, AAA and otherwise, that are broken as fuck. Like Cyberpunk, first day release. Hideously broken. Fucking, atro- just an atrocity. And not what you would have expected from the company that just put out The Witcher 3, one of the most heralded, heralded games in the entire genre, the RPG genre, all time. Nobody expected it. Uh, but it became a problem. Uh, and it was terrible at launch. Uh, and pretty much every AAA title that I can think of, with, with only maybe five or less in the last five years, has all, uh, have all come out broken, buggy, not running well, like it just ass and then that's why when Baldur's Gate 3 came out everyone went god damn is this, this is still possible we're allowed to have games with no DLC no microtransactions works pretty fucking with considering how much shit you the game never tells you no like somebody like people are discovering new shit all the time like you could bypass a part of the game by by transmogging a character into a sheep and throwing them some fucking where like picking them up and throwing them somewhere and bypassing an entire part of the fucking game doing that kind of shit like you can do almost anything you want in that game and yet it is barely a bug after 150 hours that i played in it it's crazy every branching story path you go into starfield you get one choice it's not a choice because there's only one of them you get railroaded everywhere Every, every character that is in your party acts the same way, including the girl that when you first meet her, Andresia, you first meet her, Mr. Black. Let me just put this into perspective here real quick. Here we go. Here we here go, we chat. Go. Here we go. You meet Andresia, right? Andresia at the time, as you meet her, is in the midst of killing somebody. Live, you walk into a cave. She has just murdered a man. You go through, you, you finish the fight or whatever that's going on, and she immediately, upon talking to you, is like, please don't judge me. You're like, okay, explain yourself. She's going through the thing or whatever. And you find out, okay, she's had a rough go. She's from a different part of the fucking galaxy type shit. She's done her, you know, she's whatever, but she's, you know, she's in there. She's fighting through it, whatever. She's not a bad person. Just like us, we're walking around. We've killed like 6,000 more people than she has. So it's kind of fucking whatever. But you, that's her character, right? You would think then that, like, that making choices at points in the game, if she's in your party, in which you are trying to give a uh, somebody like her a bit of a redemption arc, give them the opportunity to change themselves, that she'd be on board with that. Because that's what you did for her. But mm. she responds in the same way as every other member that you could bring into the group. Mm. Which is, by default, if you do anything that's even remotely bad... All of them scream and yell at you, tell you you're a fucking evil asshole, satanic clown worshiper, and then if you do it again, they're going to leave you permanently. And they will. You could do, like, like a couple, like, little minor things that aren't even that bad, and you'll turn around, and you're they're literally walking away from, like, they've left you. They, they just go. 
So, like, there's nothing matters in Starfield. Literally nothing. No no choices, no nothing. It's all useless, it's all frivolous, there's just nothing. And then you, you go to Baldur's Gate 3 where you can do anything and it all has branching paths and shit because we're in the year of our Lord 2023. We're not in 2007 where Bethesda still wants to fucking hang out all fucking day. But people are buying it in fucking droves and, and like, be like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm so confused. And it makes me upset because if... What is Bethesda's reason... I mean, the reason why the game is the way it is, is because they know they're going to put it out, and it's going to be the number one fucking selling game in September. Doesn't really matter. Unless it was a catastrophic fail like 76, followed 76, it's going to sell fucking like 10, 12 million fucking copies like right off the rip. Because people will buy their shit. So what, what incentive does Bethesda have, and old Todd Howard... To stop making a game that belongs in 2007. They just don't have one. They don't. They don't. So here we are. Shit game. Which means, but you know what pisses me off? Because The Elder Scrolls is my favorite franchise of all time. Yeah, but it's dead, Adam. But you know what? The, the, yeah, that's, that's, that's what that's gone. Now. That, that, but, that's gone. Remember, the recipe. They the fucked re- the recipe up. <laughs> it's not the same. You're letting yourself down. Uh, but like, what do I have you to look forward yourself- to now? Adam. I don't even have Elder Scrolls Six. I'm gonna be able to look forward to games, but what am I looking forward to? If I'm I now, to- in fairness, it's just because there's the games that I like. There are other good games, like Baldur's Gate Three. It's just not my of thing. I, I respect it. it. Or Insomniac Spider-Man Two that just came out this week. We have a note here for it. Insomniac hits it out of the park damn near every time to put a game out. I just don't, I just could not possibly, if I tried, care less about Spider-Man. I can't. I've never liked Spider-Man in my entire life from childhood. I just have never fucking cared about it. I have no attachment to Spider-Man. I have no reason to fucking play this game. But they're incredible games. And, coincidentally, as I have here in my notes, because it's one of the notes for this week, Insomniac is like the second developer to properly make full utilization of the PS5 hardware. I don't know if you've seen a video for this bitch, but that game is a fucking piece of, uh, of technological marvel as far as I'm concerned. The, the swinging and flying around the city, full speed, everything loading in looks fucking phenomenal. And perhaps most impressively, and, and ultimately the greatest showing of how they're making use of that fast hard drive RAM CPU connection that the PS5 has, you can fast travel anywhere on the map. And I don't mean like there's a point that you visited that has an icon. You click on it and fast travel. I mean, you can just click on an area on the map and say, go there. And you get injected in, in air, you know, web slinging through the fucking zone. And it's instant. No, zero, zero weight. You click that bitch, you are, sli- you could go, the, the video showed it. They basically went to one corner of the map, scrolled all the way to the other fucking side, just in case they were thinking, oh, maybe the closer you are, the faster the load time, you know, might be or whatever the fuck. So, bitch went to the other side of the map, instant fucking crazy now why you would do that when you're playing spider-man i don't fucking know maybe you just don't want to take 15 minutes to cross the map but it looks so fucking cool when you're swinging around the map anyway i don't know why you'd ever do it but the option is there and it's instant that's good shit they're pushing stuff forward they're making great fucking games critically fucking acclaimed that's not gonna have a honeymoon phase Spider-Man ain't about to have a honeymoon phase. That shit is a permanent honeymoon phase. You got you mm. got the you got the ten out of ten that mm. that that fucking cooks every day and doesn't care mm. if you don't fucking put the the toilet seat down every mm. time you go to one. Maybe you forget about it once in a while. It's okay. You still try to make mm. an effort because you got a ten out of ten that's just basically take care of you because you're a lazy fucking asshole and it's okay. It's the ten. It's the dream. Mm. Oh, every time. And her family's filthy rich. Yeah, oh, perfect. 
And but they're also non-invasive or assholes. Like you have good in-laws. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. It's a, it's a win all around. That's every time Insomniac put out of games. Fucking, you're you know what you're getting. There's no honeymoon phase. The honeymoon is infinite. It's never ending. Mm. Forever honeymoon phase. It's the shit that mm. girls actually like fantasize about, but doesn't actually exist. Forever Locking honeymoon it down phase for life. Yes, bro. I was watching. What did I watch last night? Um, I was watching Love Island. And there was a girl on there, and she said, you know what I want? She was like, she she had just broken up, or a guy had just picked a girl over her. Mm. Actually, a guy was making out with some chick while they were in a couple. And, um, <laughs> you know, anyway, she gets she gets broken up, and then there's a video, there's a thing that she's talking to a girl, and she's like, <laughs> you know what I, I just want? <laughs> I just want a man that loves me the way that I love, and... I just want to be able to come home and, and, and this is the most random thing ever. She says this part. I just want to come home and like see like a brand new table that he's crafted with his own hands. <laughs> and I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? What an oddly, she, what an oddly rewi- specific thing. I was rewinding and I said, I got to hear that again. I'm high as fuck, bro. I'm eating edibles and I'm thinking to myself. Did I hear that right? What did she just say? She said something along the line. I just wanted you to come home and just have a man that's just so capable and just come home. There's like a new table built. And I'm thinking to myself, girl, you are fucked. That don't exist. No. Well, uh, well, Well, it might. It, I it mean, might. Dad, I, I have a table upstairs, and Mom has a table upstairs. Dad's made m- multiple tables. I get it, but Jesus Christ, you know but what then, I'm saying? But is that She's something that, like, when Mom married Dad, her thought wasn't, I'm going to come home and Dan, Dan, Danny exactly. boys built the, the table. random <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. One minute goes from, hey, you love me the way I love them, and I want to come home, and there's a table built. <laughs> it's like, what ah. the fuck? Uh, table? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's true. It's good stuff. It's funny. Anyway. Anyway, that's all to say. I take any opportunity I can to shit on Bethesda right now because well, I just hate them. I, I hate I fucking we'll wait hate for them. the review. Oh, the review the review is not nearly as spicy as the as, as all of my rants. Oh, the review okay. is pretty fucking tame because it's a review. I'm not trying yeah. to like, you know, be crazy about it, but you know, I'm I it's it's not as sassy as, as all my fucking rants. The rant I went on yesterday though, I gotta go back and watch it because it was one of those rants where I just my at some point I don't even know what I was saying anymore. Shit was just coming out of my mouth, it was rapid fire. I don't even know I wasn't I was like Eminem rap god. I wasn't even breathing. Shit was just getting fucking real. And at the very end, it, it, like it ended, and I'm pretty sure I probably repeated myself like four times by the time I got to the end of it. And I just stopped and I was like, wow, I don't even know what the fuck I just said for like ten straight minutes, but it got out. You we just did got it. it out. Sometimes you just got to release the demon. That's, that's right. That's right. The reality is, it's just because I was like bored at the time. I just needed to fucking rant about something. Um. All right. So coming up next, we've got. All right. We talked about uh, Bethesda. Uh-huh. We just talked about Spider Man as well. We got that. Uh, and now we can talk about, oh, I, I should have said this in with the Bethesda stuff, but longtime member of Bethesda's team, and most recently the head of publishing and senior vice president, Pete Hines is officially retiring from the company after 24 years. This leaves old Todd Howard as the last remaining publicly facing executive at the company. Uh, when I read his retirement message, this comes right after Starfield's release, more or less, right? And which makes sense. Typically, most of them, you know, for better or worse, whether the game was good or bad, doesn't really matter. And clearly, it's selling lots of games, so it's not like Pete's leaving because the game didn't sell well. Uh, but typically, they'll wait until a product is out the door before they leave the company. Um, 
the way that he described it and the way it was being talked about, it doesn't sound like he's necessarily retiring from the industry. He's just moving on from Bethesda, which if that is the case, if we see him pop up somewhere else, then I do have some questions because Pete, along with pretty much everyone other than Todd, back when Microsoft was in position to buy them out, they were kind of slipping some some spicy little you know, one-liner tidbits in at spots to, you know, they couldn't say outright that they didn't want to do, didn't want the buyout to happen, but they were kind of, you know, they were working them in. Kind of like with the cast of, uh, of the new Star Wars films, uh, where everyone, you know, in interviews being asked about the movie and everyone was like, well, <laughs> you know, like I even, can't say too much about it, but it's shit. It's one that you're not going to want to miss. I almost did because I was in it for 30 seconds. <laughs> so I love Sky. Star Wars. Oh my God. Those interviews going back and watching those. Uh, it's just, brutal. Oh, it's it hurts. Brutal. It hurts. Yeah. But, but yeah, they were, he, Pete was on board with that kind of, it seemed like Pete didn't want the bio to go through. I've never been a huge fan of Pete, but I think that's mostly because he was one of the publicly facing guys. He was a communications guy. And so when you're a communications guy, he's basically getting paid to lie all the time. And so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of difficult to not for me to, I, I think Pete as a person, it's wonderful. Everyone that in the industry that knows Pete loves Pete. So I think Pete as a person is a fucking stand up, you know, great guy, but in his role at the company, he has to go out and he has to say, you know, bullshit. crazy, crazy yeah. shit. That's it like what it is. Half truths to sell games. Right. And so, yeah, and, yeah. so from that perspective, he drove me fucking nuts, but like, he was kind of like the, the light version of, um, of, uh, oh, fuck me. What's his name? Fable. Um, bro, he's a snake oil salesman, man. Yeah. Not he's as a, bad as out- him, but you know, that's kind of, you know, I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, is yeah. what it is. Yeah, Happy but nevertheless, 24 years, good run, solid go. Uh, and if he pops up somewhere else, we'll we'll find out and we'll let you know. But uh, for now, he's he is stepping back because I really don't think I don't think Pete Hines is old, but he's not like he's not like 60 years old or some yeah. shit. So uh, he's probably going to pop up somewhere else eventually. Uh, and you know what you mentioned earlier about. Um, Bobby may be doing something smaller. If there was somebody that I could see attaching themselves to something smaller, Pete would be the guy I could envision, you know, taking on a leadership role at a smaller company somewhere. Because I think Pete does involve, uh, does like the process. I think he likes to be in there uh, and uh, being part of something special. Uh, and I got to be honest, if I'm Pete, I'm after Fallout 4, Fallout 76, and Starfield going out on camera and basically just lying through my teeth for like fucking 10 straight, 15 straight years. I'd probably want to change a pace too. <laughs> so that's probably what, if I had to take a guess, that might very well be Peter Molyneux. That's, you know, it's another Pete, Peter Molyneux. That was who I was thinking of. That fucking guy, the ultimate snake oil salesman uh, mm. of all time, Mr. Pete, uh, Pete Molyneux. Uh, and that's kind of all we have for the, uh, the video game news side, Mr. Black, which means it is time to let the folks at home know what you can do to make sure that you're staying safe, staying anonymous while browsing 4chan at four o'clock in the morning. Mm. Well, before that, you can head on over to patreon.com slash lag TV. Throw some money at the screen, support the podcast, support the StarCraft, support Adam and I as individuals. You can do that. You can out on over there. Uh, if you don't want to do that, but you're like, shit, I still want to spend some money. 
I just don't want to give it to Patreon. You can go get yourself NordVPN, and it's a win-win. A win-win-win. Mm. It's a win for the sponsor. It's a win for us because we get to keep said sponsor. Mm. But the biggest win is the fact that you can stay safe and anonymous when you're on the internet. The biggest win is that for less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Way, way less. A month. Way, way less. We're talking way, half the price at this point. Yes. yes. And I'm not joking. No, I went, we have what, bro, there's one, there's one. Oh, the know. Hair, you know it's where bad. it is now? Yes. It's okay. Bad. Of course, Em was like, let's go. Seven no, bucks. No. For Grande. Let's not go. Seven. We're going to Timmy's. Fuck. And even that's starting to get expensive. Yes. All right. So, you know. You can you can uh, for for less than a cup of coffee, half a cup of coffee at Starbucks a month. You can also watch different regions of Netflix at the click of a button. That means if you're from Sweden and you've watched all the Swedish Netflix stuff that they have on there, you're like, you know what? Let me mask my IP to the U.S. Next thing you know, it more movies, more TV shows, different content is available at the click of a button. You don't need to be a programmer. You don't need to know code. All you need to do is know what country, state, province, whatever you want to mask yourself to. You click on the little map. Your IP switches out or it gets masked. You get to go on a fast server. Mm. You can still do all of the things that you normally do on your regular IP address. You know why? Because NordVPN has got the best servers out there when it comes mm. to a virtual private network. That's why. I downloaded, and you know how I know? I downloaded a game the other mm -hmm. day. I've been yep. on NordVPN on the gaming PC side. You know why? Because I was mm. playing Halo Infinite and their servers are mm. shit. Mm. So I was on the NordVPN to get a little bit of better connection, and it worked. Gave me a little better connection, I, but at the same time, I downloaded at 700 megabit per second, which is all is which is three quarters of my full bandwidth over a VPN. And not That's only quick. that, guys, depending on what you're downloading, you don't want your ISP provider to see that. No, of course not. They don't not. need to know what you're doing in your no, own. No, no. Have anonymity. <laughs> oh they don't shit! Need. There's the they word. Don't need. That's the word of the day. <laughs> That's the $10 word. Have anonymity. <laughs> they don't need to know how much prawn you're downloading. They don't need to know what websites you're going to. They don't need any of that. And better yet, NordVPN, using threat protection on your desktop app. Oh, when you go to these websites, that can or cannot be sketchy. Who knows? Internet's a crazy place out there. Going on Twitter these days or X is sketchy. Facebook can be sketchy, but you know what NordVPN does using threat protection. It will detect malware and remove it mm. gone. It will tell you what websites have malicious pop-ups and remove it mm -hmm. gone. 30 day money back guarantee. Say it louder. So the folks in the back can hear it 30 day money back guarantee. If you don't like it for whatever reason, get your money back within 30 days. Guys, did I mention it's less than half a cup of coffee at Starbucks a month? And you're supporting us and yourself? Did I mention you can use it on your, on your Mac, your PC, 
your iPhone, mm. your Android, your smart TV. You can hook it directly up to your router if you want. The world is yours when you have NordVPN. And not only that, they've got all kinds of other stuff. They've got password protection. They've got so much stuff going on over there that I feel like I'm one of those dudes that walks into the gym for the first time and he's got every piece of safety gear known to man. He's got knee pads on. He's got elbow pads on. He's got goggles to cover his eyes. He's basically walking in like the Michelin man. He's safe from everything. There ain't nothing going to happen to him. Just wobbling around. That's you when you're on the internet with NordVPN. You're protected. And you can use up to six simultaneous devices. So you don't need three or four accounts per house. You need Uno. One. I don't know any other languages that I can say one in, or I would at this point. All right, so head on over there and use the promo code OTT, N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash OTT. Use it, get a massive discount, plus four extra months, which brings down the half a cup of coffee a month down to about a quarter cup of coffee at Starbucks a month. <laughs> Let's be real. Use the promo code OTT and make it happen. Yes. If that ain't selling NordVPN, mother... I'm out here wasting my breath then. <laughs> 10 out of 10. That's it. Thank well you. done. And now it's time for... I just go on five-minute plug. Did I just do that? <laughs> that happened. I just did that. I got lost in it there for a second. We were just, I, I was, was lost in it, too. I didn't. I was just going. <laughs> it was like Adam on a, on a rant on about a ra- Starfield. You know, it's just me trying to sell a NordVPN so we can keep the lights on over yes! here, guys. Yes. So we can keep the lights on. Yes. Keep our lights on. Get yourself NordVPN. Oh, and just so you guys know, oh, I'm going to spoil it right now. <laughs> I'm going to spoil it. Spoiler. We're going to be making an announcement very soon that for all you no- new NordVPN subscription holders, you get an automatic cast on Lag TV, guaranteed. More information is coming. We're going full sellout. Let's get them numbers up. That's it. That's all I got. Wonderful. It's true. Get excited about it. That might that that might get some attention. <laughs> I, I'm might. scared to be honest with you. It could might. Be, yeah. Could be a lot Listen. of casts coming through, but it's basically going to be a cold cast marathon. Yeah, it, we're gonna have we're gonna have verification of the NordVPN subscription via our link, uh, and then we are going to be taking the game. And casting the game cold cast marathon style. Uh, of course, we'd still, if the game is like an hour long, we'd just message you back and be like, pick an one. But otherwise, <sighs> I don't know if my 35-year-old body can take oh, cold I cast can't. marathon. I can't, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like going to the golf course for the first time in five years, and you're like, oh, I'll be all right. I went to the driving range. Yeah. Yeah, that's S- fine. Slip a disc. That's it. One swing. Fuck. I done fucked up. 
Big time. Next huh. day, can't walk. I can't nope. move. I'm hurting. That'll be bro, us. Bro, I can't, I can't move in general because I'm sitting so frequently. I'm just literally fucking useless. Like, I stand up, my body's like, what is this? Yeah. What are you doing? Get back in the chair. The fuck do you think you are, Michael Jordan? Slow down. <laughs> now it's time for... Uh... Movies and TV. I found exactly one thing worth talking about, and it's not even a guaranteed lock-in, but even if it's a rumored to exist at this point, well, it's not even rumored, really. It is. It's just whether or not it will ever get off the ground fully. It's a slim chance, Mr. Black, but Keanu Reeves might be getting his wish, as apparently Constantine 2 is, in fact, in the works as we speak. Mm. Uh, there were a couple people listed to the project. I can't remember them off the top uh, off the top of my head. I believe the writer is the writer that did Titans, and then the uh, director I think is the returning director. Maybe I think I can't remember, but it might be the returning director. Um, now the caveat here is that currently James Gunn runs DC. He might not be on paper, but we all know James Gunn runs that bitch right now. And he has set some pretty stringent well, he guidelines. Well, actually, on paper, pretty much runs it alongside. Yeah, I guess that's uh, true. Yeah, I, I suppose that's true. Alongside. Uh, uh, what's his face uh, uh, It'll come to me. Just keep yeah. going. But nevertheless, he's got some pretty stringent guidelines for what movies even get greenlit at this point. Because he's out there. He's trying to rebuild DC from the shambles that it's been in, trying to do battle with Marvel up to uh, up to this point. And so, you know, if, if this movie's going to happen, it's going to have to be pretty good. Now, that's a double-edged sword, because on one side, it might be really hard to make a Constantine 2 that impresses Mr. James Gunn and, and crew enough to be like, alright, fuck it, yeah, go and make Constantine 2. But on the upshot, is that if it does get the green light, it means that it must have actually impressed them enough to get done in the first place, which means it's a pretty good chance that the movie just won't be some sort of vaporware yeah. bullshit. Well, what I'm afraid of, it pains me to say this, is that they're just going to green light it because it's Keanu Reeves? Yes, but the thing is, is I, the painful part is I'm not really sure Keanu Reeves mm. is a big enough movie star mm. to make a movie like that successful. Mm. And you can give me the argument, oh, well, look at John Wick. I mean, you know, yada, yada, yada. Look at um, The Matrix or whatnot. Those IPs. Are Much, the reason why yeah. these no. I mean, don't get me wrong. Keanu Reeves goes in and he does what Keanu does, and it's great, and everybody yeah. loves him. On care on screen and off screen. I would say even say more off screen than even on screen. The dude's yeah. like a fucking angel. Yeah. Literally. But does he have the star power to take an unknown name like Constantine, which was an okay movie. I'm not a huge... Con I was never a massive Constantine fan. No. It was like one of those movies I watched. It's like, okay, yeah. It was right. a good movie. Yeah. It was, it was fine. Yeah. I think Keanu Reeves got a love for the 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 IP itself, and he's, he's just got He an, does an, like uh, it, yeah. yeah. He just, he just, you know, he just loves it. He just, he's been talking about it for like the last decade. He's, he's you know, now that his star has gotten bigger again, because he had that, so he's, we're on a renaissance of, 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 of Keanu Reeves. Now... He's in a, a position where he can use his star power to get things greenlit. The problem is, is depending on what the budget is, and a movie like Constantine in 20, say they start filming in late 2024 or even 2025, 
I mean, if this movie costs anything more than like $60 million to make, I really don't know if Keanu is a big enough of a movie star to take something really unknown and make it big. And I know mm. he's done it with John Wick, and I know he's done it with other stuff, but it's diff- It's a little different here. It's it's a sequel to an old IP that we haven't seen in, like, 20 years. Um, the movie wasn't, like, critically no. revered and, 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 you know. It's so, a kind of a cult classic-y thing at this point. Like, the people that like yes. Constantine like Constantine, right? It's yes. kind of... It's kind of that, but at the time, you know, I'd critics were not. Yeah, you know. I'd, I'd watch it. I don't know if I'd go in the theaters and watch it, but yeah. I will most certainly watch it. And I mean, maybe I would go in the theaters and watch it if it looked really good and there wasn't a whole lot of movies out coming out around that time. Mm. I don't think it's like a blockbuster movie. I think it's like a movie that you'd see in a in in like you know February or yeah, um, yeah. you Spring know release. October. You know, some somewhere is like not in your summer huge when you're up against Marvel films and all this other fucking shit that comes out like Mission Impossible 92 and stuff. You're not you're just not going to compete. Who knows? Maybe they do it straight to streaming. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe Netflix or HBO or one of these pick it up uh, says, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we'll give you a hundred million bucks. We'd love to get Keanu. Shit, if Knives Out can get a hundred schmill for just those two guys, we got to be able to get an entire ass Constantine movie. Keanu Reeves is the type of guy that if they were like, bro, we can green light this movie, but you've got a $50 million budget and (laughs) you aren't getting paid. Your your pay will be on the back end if it's successful. Like, we'll pay you the minimal. Like, you'll get like two million bucks. He'd probably still do it. Of course he would. (laughs) Dude's super fucking rich. He's like fucking uber rich. He, you know, of course he will. That's if this was like The Rock or it some never other happened. celebrity that has a huge ego and like twenty, thirty million dollars or no deal, this movie would never happen. But Cano, I'm sure, will will take a, a a very modest pay with some back end points if the movie does really well, just to do the the thing that he wants to be, he's been doing forever in a day. Yeah, yeah, so uh, I can I see agree. it possibly happening. Yeah. I don't know. I I I hope that if it happens, that they do get. You know, the, I don't know. I don't know any more about the writer than what he was attached to in the past. And I don't know. Uh, you know, the the original direction for Constantine was not. Uh, you know, if that is the, who's doing it again, uh, it was pretty good. But like, if if Constantine was going to get done again, and it would never happen. But like for me. I would like it to just be done, done. Like, kind of like the, like, like, um, um, Robertson's Batman. Like that, yeah. but Constantine. Yeah. Uh, and that budget's just outside of any scope that Constantine would likely ever get. Oh, but sure. like, but like from a cinematography perspective, that in my mind is what I would want to see in Constantine. Now, so the beauty of cinematography is that cinematography isn't always the most expensive part of a given movie's budget. You just need to have phenomenal direction and camera work. You can do a lot with very little. And we've seen that. The guy who directed the first one is put in to direct the second one. Okay. Okay. So, and, and he's got a dude, he's got a good track record. Like it could be a good movie. Mm. Like he's done. um, He's done. I'm just looking here. He's done that new movie. It's not really new anymore. Uh, it's called uh, Joy. Um, that was with uh, what's her face there. Um, 
Uh, anyway, he's done that. Yeah. He's done uh, Red Sparrow. He loves fucking what's her face, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh right, that's yes. him. Yes. Yeah. Well, he his does. Yeah, I mean, his stuff. His stuff his is good. Francis Lawrence. You yes. Know? So, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I don't even know. He might even be related to Jennifer Lawrence. He could very um, well be for all she's we know. in so many of his movies. He's done The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1, Part 2, right. uh, Catching Fire. He's done... Fuck, um, I forgot he did those. I was so hung up on him having just... I, I'd forgotten that he was attached to all those. Yeah, no, he's done He's done a shit ton of, uh, a shit ton of stuff. He's done Constantine, obviously. Mm. Um, he's done a bunch of music-related stuff, like... Um, like music videos, um, like big time, like Beyonce. And oh things. yeah, okay. He's okay. done uh, "I Am Legend" with Will Smith. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so this guy's a banger. Then we're 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 yes. good. We're in good yes. hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's uh he he comes from the music scene. Like he was a, a um he's like one of the directors that turned music videos into like mini movies. Like exactly, exactly. So like yeah, the early he's the good. early two the early two thousands yeah. late nineties era. Yes, but are they going to give him a hundred, hundred and twenty million dollars to go make Constantine? Probably not. Probably not. But we'll see. I think a hundred would be what I would want to see. Even that's you know you, you spend a hundred. It's steep. I know. You, you do another hundred in marketing. You're you going to make a lot in, of money back. You make a lot of money back. But fifty, fifty just feels like for Constantine. Like you can do fifty for John Wick. Fifty for Constantine feels like you're Might stretching that that budget a but lot. But then again, I went and saw the creator. Um, that that movie had an eighty million dollar budget. Yeah, and bro, it's good. That thing looked like it was a two hundred million dollar movie. The I don't know how they did it. Well, what was the budget for everywhere, every everything, everywhere, all once again? Oh, that wasn't small. even that, that crazy, right? No, and I that, that and they like, they did a really good job with that. So it's not like it's impossible, but you it's a, just the smaller the budget, the better the people need to be, bro, and you know, and then that, you know, they did that movie for twenty five million. Fuck bucks. off. 25 That's million crazy <laughs> i mean a lot of that That's must be just from what they were paying people being like like the actors and actresses not being a ton of money right like most of is, that has to be the special effects budget oh it's got to be it's got to be uh their budget so their budget it says their budget was between 14.3 million and 25 million they think that they spent about half of that 25 million on the movie and then another half on advertisement so they've spent mm. they spent like twenty five million in this movie. It made fuck tons. It made a lot of money. I mean, it's a twenty four. Did you see? Um, did you see the new a twenty four trailer for the the wrestling movie with uh, Zac Efron? Oh, um, I didn't see the trailer, but I know of it. I, I've oh seen some. God, pi- I've bro. seen some pictures. I've seen pictures. Bro, you're of gonna stuff. see that trailer. You're gonna be like, I'm in. Yeah, you're gonna be like, I'm in. Zac Efron on the juice. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's huge. And, bro, <laughs> it looks... The way it's filmed, everything, bro, it's just, it just looks so... Dude, A- looks A24 so is the savior of movies right now, honest it to God. It looks so fucking good. Like, they're making these movies that are, like, putting, like, $150, $200 million budgets in the fucking ground, and yeah. they're doing it at, like, $30, $50 million yeah, budgets. It's, it's crazy. But the creator... Um, I saw it, and I would give it like a seven out of ten, seven point five out of ten. Mm. Um, but for its budget, this movie, it was like watching District Nine on steroids, and mm. they had some really fucking cool concepts uh, in this. It was all about AI 
And but it wasn't like your standard, you know, oh my god, AI this. It it's it was it's very it's a very it's a good sci-fi movie. Is it like mind blowing and um, you know, changing how you look at films? I don't think so. But my goodness, for what it was in IMAX for for the budget, mm. I mean, dude, it looked I couldn't believe it. When I'm seeing it, I'm like, how the fuck did they do all this on 80 million bucks? I feel bad for uh, what's his face too, um, John David Washington. So Denzel Washington's son, mm-hmm. he's he he is the star of that movie. He was also the star in Tenet as well, right? And he's been in he's been in a bunch of stuff. This guy is like on the fucking cusp. It's like everything he touches. It's like he's got really good taste. He's getting in with these amazing directors, these great scripts, but the movies are just like just falling short. It's like he is one. He is one. He movie just needs away one of those to pop. From being fucking, uh, he, being the next. I don't want to say the next Denzel, like his dad, but like being the next fucking big movie star. Like, yeah, he, yeah. and he's gonna get there. But like, yeah, I've been feeling bad for him because he's just falling just, just short every time. And I try and go to the theater and watch all the stuff because I'm a Denzel Washington fanboy. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good movie. I think when it comes out on uh, streaming. You, you and M should watch it. If yeah. you're into sci-fi movies, it's yeah, fucking yeah. cool, man. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it uh, it's it, yeah. We're we're in a really weird. I guess you can. I guess you can attribute this to mostly like the 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 streaming platforms and stuff helping uh, push budgets way down and whatnot. But like, we're in a bit of a renaissance of of the film industry right now in terms of what we're getting. We're not we're not in like the '90s era necessarily, where you could have a B movie come out and and have actual screen time for any like length of time. You know, it's not like that. I still think that Matt Damon was right when he said that you know the Goodwill Hunting would never happen today, um, or it'd be a lot harder to make happen today than it would ever have been back. It was hard yeah. to make back then, let alone today. But uh, but we we seem to be getting to a point where where there's enough money at the mid to low end to start pushing stuff that isn't just the homogenous superhero endless stream of like uh, big blockbuster the superhero crap bro yeah. i haven't watched a superhero movie in a hot minute i still haven't seen the flash i still haven't seen um uh blue beetle or uh, any of the marvel shows yeah, I, yeah. i'm out even loki season two i'm out I'm out of all of it. I I, yeah. I can't be bothered. I, I got burnt out on it. It's just too it, much. I'm so burnt. Yeah, bro. It's, and it's all the same. It's all fucking the same. Color palettes are the same. The jokes are the same. The fucking, it's all the same. It's just garbage. It's all fucking garbage. It's so well, you, bad. Just to keep it's, the schedule up, you see, and like you can see, like the the quality, quality of the, of everything. Just of everything is going, tanked. Yeah, of course. Because you're Stretching pushing everybody them out too quick. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck it. Making anyway, lots of money, I guess. So you know, you know yeah. it's. That's even debatable these days. Yeah, that's true. Uh, That's all I had, actually, was just the Constantine bit. I don't know if there was anything else. There's no updates. Uh, They're still refusing to really do a hell of a lot of negotiating right now. I don't think you're going to see much until the end of the year, like next year. So it is what it is. Tough out there, but uh, yeah, that's kind of it through that, which means it's time to move on to tech support. Uh, Patreon.com slash LagTV is a place to go if you want to financially support this podcast, of course. Uh, and uh, the most direct way that, in which you can do so. And uh, for $10 or more each and every 
uh, month, you uh, each and every week, you get an opportunity to ask us a question on a post I put up on the Patreon page called Tech Support. And we give you the answers that you're seeking in the time that we have. So let's dive in here. I'm going to have to refresh this page, aren't I? Yep, going to have to refresh that bad boy. Get in here. There we go. Uh, I guess I, I, I'll, I'll talk, uh, even though it's not in here, it is probably something that we could have talked about, because a lot of people have been asking me to talk about it anyway, um, it's a clan in chat in, um, here on YouTube, is just asking, thoughts on Canada regulating the podcast, um, shouldn't affect you directly, but it might indirectly, yeah, I don't know, I don't think, for us, I don't think it's gonna make a hell of a lot of difference, gonna, uh, yeah, really, it's, uh, it's like uh, from the perspective of this podcast, it's not going to move the needle. We're not a platform that's being regulated per se. The platforms that we're on are going to have regulations applied to them. Uh, but, uh, but is that, it's not like they're going to drop Canadian content to just avoid those regulations. YouTube is where this lives outside of, you know, iTunes, Spotify, those three platforms alone are 99%. Yeah. They're all so, going to they're all going to go along with whatever the regulation is, so we don't need to worry really about that. Do I agree with the shit? No, it's fucking horseshit. It's some of the dumb bullshit Canadian government crap where we have to force Canadian content down people's throats, not because it's good, but because they have this weird fucking incessant need of trying to regulate Canadian content into existence. If it was good and people were able to afford making the content, then it will exist. <laughs> That's kind of how it fucking works. So, you know, at some point, I suspect a change of government's going to probably try and remove it. Uh, amongst other things, it doesn't serve anyone really. And the biggest problem we have up here for those who aren't Canadians, uh, is that the CRTC, which is the regulatory board for, uh, for broadcasting in, in the country, uh, and has a way too much oversight into tangentially related fields, uh, is basically has been, uh, has been, uh, the sexual partner of the Canadian government, whether, whether, regardless of who's in power at the time, doesn't matter, both sides, um, for a long time. And they are, uh, they are ensuring some really, even though we don't have monopolistic situations, they're pretty much operating or trying to get it into weird monopolistic, uh, situations that ends up, uh, hurting consumers in this country dramatically and has been that way for our entire lives and will probably continue to be that way it's one of the major downsides of the country and you never really there's always so many other uh bigger issues going on that no no political party is going to platform that shit as something to even highlight or talk about or tackle because it's not something that the average canadian gives a flying fuck about really until like it blew everything up for them and they can no longer watch fucking you know, their television shows because it's being drowned out by another episode of Corner Gas. You know, like that's kind of the only reason that it would ever happen. And since there's a lot more shit going on that people are worried about, that's how this kind of stuff gets passed through. So will it affect this podcast? Not really. Even indirectly? Unlikely. Uh, and so you don't have to worry too much about that. We'll just be chugging on as usual. Now, let's see what we got for some questions this week from patreon uh let's see <laughs> uh the blainer for halloween do you guys uh like to disguise yourselves or wear a costume favorite costume or most hated costume you had to wear i fucking hate it i've hated it. i i barely liked it when i was a kid i was never the you know when i was like a, a teenager getting into college where everyone would go into like halloween parties and shit and 
and uh, putting in low effort and, uh, you know, guys just dressing up in, like, fucking garbage bags and, and girls using it as an excuse to wear as little clothing as humanly possible, which is, you know, it's a net positive for me, but uh, not a party that I was, like, you know, constantly dying to go to if I had to wear a costume. Um, never been my thing. Uh, maybe when I have kids, it'll change, probably because I'll be forced to. Uh, I suspect mm-hmm. that might be uh, something that Jeff is involved with uh, most Halloweens now. He's got a costume on, uh, I want to say, most Halloweens. I know a buddy of mine, Ryan, is... Uh, Ryan likes it. The difference between Ryan and us is Ryan actually likes it. Ryan's in costume every fucking year. That dude's probably thinking about his costume like fucking three months in advance. But, for me, nah. It's never been, never been my thing. What about you, Mr. Black? Uh, I mean, I'm not huge on on Halloween. Uh, getting more into it now because my son's obviously at that age. So we're yeah. going Halloween shopping. I'm I'm going to be Michelangelo and he's going to be Leonardo. And I think ah. it going to be Donatello or something like a Raphael oh, Ninja or Turtles. So we're going ah. to so go out on Sunday. Listen, I, it's whatever to me. If it, my son, he enjoys it. So I enjoy it because he enjoys it. But like mm. o- outside of that, before he was either of age or when he wasn't born, I couldn't give I could give zero fucks about Halloween. I don't go to Halloween parties. I stopped doing that when I was like 22. I don't really It's not my thing. It's not my thing. Never been my thing. No. In general. Um, let me see. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Volkus, who is apparently seeing this, uh, <laughs> just within the last hour was on the road and he said, uh, some twitch in a pickup, uh, a pickup truck cut off a police ghost car. So all, and, and then he said in a reply, yes, the pickup truck got pulled over, get fucked, unmarked, uh, cop cars getting, getting, getting their quota in. Uh, so I'll ask, what's something stupid you've seen other drivers do on the road? I uh, said the list is long. Oh, I mean, bro. The, it is... Yeah, dude. Uh, am I crazier? Have drivers gotten worse? They're worse. Oh, or is it just sure. because they're moving no. here from Ontario or some no, shit? And it, like that might be it. But they've gotten worse. <laughs> they have gotten absolutely worse. I mean, dude, I've seen people do some dumbass shit, and I'm not talking about like, oh, you didn't put your blinker on, or you didn't turn your blinker off, no, or you're speeding. Like I've just seen some really fucking stupid shit, man. Like you, like, they, it, like that just makes you stop and just wonder how, seen, how. Yeah. How? Yeah. Uh, a little while ago, sometime last month, I was driving home from the gym. This was like early in the morning. Mm. Driving home from the gym. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. And everybody's rushing to like go to work and shit. It's, it's coming towards the end of like the morning rush hour. Like when I first go to the gym in the morning, it's it's I have to leave like 40 minutes before my gym session or I'm fucked. Mm. So I'm coming back from the gym and there's this girl. She's driving she's driving through this neighborhood and um it's not 50 in that in that area i think it's 60 or 70 kilometers an hour so it's like it's not quite a highway but it's not it's a quite boulevard. a boulevard yes so anyway it's like up in the fairview area, area. Mm. so um she's driving and she's driving and she's doing full blown makeup while she's driving so she's got <laughs> the visor down she's got the visor down and she's sitting there like doing stuff with her eyelashes she's putting on you know dabbing her face and i'm i'm driving on the right hand she's in the (laughs) passing lane too and i'm driving on the right and i'm looking at her do this and i'm like kind of like 
upset but kind of laughing at the same time. And yeah, I, I've yeah. got more of this like, How, like why? That, that, <laughs> like, what are you? Doing? And I, and I'm slow. I'm slowing down. I get, I I go to her because I want to pass her. She's like, she's of course she's not particularly going fast, but she's not going slow. But she's like holding up the traffic. And I'm driving next to her, and I'm staring at her. And usually, when you're driving next to somebody, they can feel you there, right? Like they're, you know, you kind of look over oh, and yeah, you see yeah, who yeah. it is. I'm sitting next to her for a good minute. Nothing. Sitting there's nothing, bro. And I'm sitting, I'm <laughs> staring at her, and she's sitting there full blown. And then we get towards a red light, and I slow down, and she's still going. And I'm going, oh, she's going through the light. She's going through the light. Just before she hits the right light. <laughs> She stops. I'm like, uh, I roll up next to her and I look at her and she's got like, she's kind of like, you know, she's shook yeah, up she's a little panicking. bit. She's panicking. And I look at her and I go, <laughs> the head shake. That's it. That was it. So people do some dumb shit on the roads. And I mean, that's just one of the fucking, oh, I mean, you, you oh, name it. It's, oh, just, it's, it's bad. It's bad out there. It's fucking, dude, it's fucking endless. I don't like, uh, I, and I don't even know if like it's so. There's so much shit that happens all the time. I don't even know if I can like name something specific. I know, I know. One of my biggest pet peeves is is here in Halifax is going up Quimple when you're on the hill and there's the sharp corner and the person in the left lane without fail will cut that corner and go into the right lane every fucking time. And so if you don't hang back, but in the morning, if it's rush hour, you don't have a choice to hang back, you're constantly hoping that the car, the car next to you doesn't just fucking run you, like, off the goddamn road. Um, and the same thing happens going down the hill. Like, people going uphill and around or, or corners or downhill and around corners, they can't fucking do it. But that's just like that's all. That's also like oh, didn't put the blinker on, whatever. As far as like really stupid shit uh, is concerned, I mean, I've seen I've seen people. Um, there's a spot on Jubilee going across Oxford where they changed the lights there to be right turn only uh, or no right turn on red, and it's backing traffic up like crazy uh, in the mornings and in, in the early evenings. And uh, it's a one lane, both directions and in a mm-hmm. residential area. And you'll have people that uh, will see where the lane opens up into two in the last like fucking car length or whatever before the intersection. They'll see it's open. And so like I've seen cars f- like fucking 300 meters away from there. Take a look over in the oncoming traffic lane and be like, yeah, I can make that. And fucking just hammer it and end up doing like 80 in the fucking like opposite fucking lane going into <laughs> oncoming traffic. There's nowhere to go. Like if any car comes, you're fucked. And you're oh, yeah. and we're on and for this, we're in Oxford in the morning. So there's a ton of traffic that fucking comes off Oxford. And without fail, every time somebody does that, it's like bordering on an accident or somebody's gotta reverse the fucking car or like fucks up traffic or some shit. Or I've seen truck drivers. Uh, trying to get onto Herring Cove Road at the bottom of Osborne, where somebody will let them in because it's just nose to ass the whole way up fucking Herring Cove Road, and but there's not enough space. But they've got a fucking like 3,500 diesel fucking extended cab quad fucking door. They're going with their office job, but that's their fucking truck lifted in the whole nine yards, and they'll drive out and there's no room, so they just drive. So they uh, their nose is now they they're literally. They're fucking perpendicular to the fucking rest of traffic, blocking the entire traffic coming up Herring Cove Road. So now it's not just traffic backed up going in town, but it's backed up going down because this asshole 
has literally just bisected the entire fucking two lanes with his 48-foot-long truck and can't move anywhere. You just could be wondering, what the fuck? Why? Why are you so dumb? Why, Why not, Adam? Why, Why not? Or another one of my favorite pet peeves is in, like, um, in, in, uh... Parking lots like a like a like a Tim Hortons or whatever with drive-throughs, and so there's very specific arrows on the ground which direction you go so that you don't kill somebody, and it's typically one direction around the whole building so that you know traffic doesn't end up you know run into each other. And the amount yep. of time that I will see somebody just flippantly fucking ignore the arrows and end up coming into somebody else coming up where the Damn. arrows are like coming from, and then they have to reverse. Fucking like back out into another area of the fucking parking lot. Every it's just like the air. They're Dude, arrows. You want to know bro. one of my biggest pet peeves are not not has nothing to do with the uh, people. But when I'm in those drive-throughs, mm. you you probably don't have this problem because you don't have a truck. But I have a truck. Yeah, and oh, they I'm make driving, the corner going, crazy fucking like thin. Oh my god, bro, it's th- it's so thin. Your back that, tire's always crossing the curb. <laughs> oh yeah, and like your truck's long and wide. Yeah, and the the there's only just enough fucking space to even get your truck through and then there's these sharp turns and bro i mean if you if you look at the sidewalks like the the, the curbage they're all scuffed a fuck i mean oh, of people course. are just ripping the rims to shit oh yeah i mean oh some of it Christ. some of it i, I don't think even is... go into them anymore if i go to tim hortons i what i do is like there's only very specific tim hortons i'll go to when go i have to... my truck out yeah yeah if not, I got to go to a different Timmy's or I got to be willing to park my car, my truck, and go in. get out, go inside and get my coffee, then go back in. If not, it's like, dude, why am I going to go there and scuff up my fucking rims? <laughs> Doesn't matter how good of a driver you are. They're not designed for that. You well, can't. well, and I think I think some of the problem was so a lot of the places in Halifax, the the locations of all these drive throughs have been there for like forty fucking years. Like they haven't moved anywhere. Fucking widen them so out. They've got, Jesus. So so like for example, a really good a really good example of this is the is the is the mixed shits in Spryfield. Uh when they did the update there, like the overhaul fucking like almost ten years ago now. If not ten years ago now. Uh and the, it used to be one lane drive through. But now they do the things where they have two order boards yeah. that turns into one lane, one. and then they have yeah. the two, they have, like, the pay window, and then the whatever the fuck yeah. else. And that was the, the problem was turning, the like, the one lane into two, because yeah. now the corner for both yeah. of those lanes is non-existent. Nice. And so fuck. before, if you just left it one, you're fine, but now you've got, like, people doing two. And I never understood it. Like, I'd love to see the numbers on it, because at least at that location, it does, it's never made anything faster. It's yeah. still one person inside Dude, I think on mic I think doing it's both. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's all psychological. I could be wrong. But the I way I look could, at I, it is, I, Yeah, I, 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 I might I agree with that, yeah. I think they do that, because in your mind, the line is moving faster than what it actually is. And when you see that there's two lines instead of one, psychologically, you think, oh, it's going to go faster. So yeah, you, yeah. Just, you just stay there. It's like sitting at the grocery store. All the fucking aisles are all jam-packed. No matter where you go, you're waiting. But they have so many. So you're like, oh, should I sneak over to the one over there? And you're kind of like looking to see like how much groceries they have. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you've, we've all been there and done oh, that. The, cause, the Costco one is by far that's where that happens the most. Yeah, you're just looking yeah. to see what everyone's got. 100%. 100. And, and then you're looking at the express line and you're, you're counting the stuff in their fucking cart to make sure that they're under 15 items. If not, you just feel like bitching at them about it. <laughs> I think that's what they do at these drive throughs I think it's all psychological because it ain't moving no faster. No. Like you said. You no, know, you, you, no matter what, you're going. You're going from two lanes into one. 
And what's worse matter. is that oftentimes because people are assholes and they want to get there fastest, even if they ordered second between yes. the two, they push Don't ahead. Still go in front of you. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you get the to the window, and yeah, then yeah, the no. whole lineup's fucked. The person, and sometimes you know, it's you know, teenagers doing these jobs, right? So they won't yep. even ask what the order is. They'll just like yep. fucking put the thing out the Here window to tap. And now yep. you've paid for like the wrong fucking hey, order, and you're getting I've the wrong bag. And you're like, <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> I've been there, done that. So I haven't had McDonald's in almost two years. So I mean, I'm. Well, it hasn't changed. It's that's exactly what it's like. It's it's a it's a fucking five alarm uh, five alarm fire. But it's true. And I think a lot of them though is that they're older here in Halifax. They're older. They don't have the property to widen them anymore. Like the one like that McDonald's is bordering on a bank. They have no yeah. fucking. They have nowhere to go they anymore. Have nowhere to go. But splitting it into two was Stupid. definitely the fucking dumbest thing they could have possibly done. Uh, let's see. All right, let's get in. Like I. I've got some stuff on the go tonight, so I don't want to be here too, too long because we still got to do StarCraft. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problem. Yeah. I'll just do a couple more. Uh, it's getting blown up on my phone. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Ace High. This is a bit of a throwback, Mr. Black. We'll see if you remember. So in, he said in August of 2012, he's obviously watching some old lag, lag TV show. Thank I gotta, I gotta ah, take this. Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. Right go back. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll take another question here while he's uh, talking to the bank. Uh, Bork Chop. Uh, I think we answered that question before. I don't drink coffee, and I think Jeff just does. I can't remember if he. I think no cream. I think he just does a couple of sugar. Uh, let's see. Hey, David doesn't have a question, really. He's just saying, uh, hey, Jeff and Adam, I've been a listener since 2011. I finally decided to throw some money your way because I've been listening to the podcast every week for three or four years now. Uh, thanks for doing what you do. Much love from Toronto. Hey, thank you very much, David. I appreciate that. And uh, I know Jeff does as well. Uh, that's huge. Hopefully you've been enjoying this podcast uh, the whole time and not just hate listening. Which is a, a, whole, a whole ass thing in and of itself. Uh, that's a question for Jeff, who's on the phone. Uh, this is one of the most random, okay, this is a very, very random question. Uh, Henry asks, which vehicle has the worst drivers, minivans or BMWs? I mean, that's, that, one's a brand and one's an entire category of vehicle, Henry. I, it's kind of a, a, kind of a, of a, of a hard thing to answer. I gotta be honest, I don't even see that many minivans anymore. Like, I'll see some, but I don't see that many. I think that's probably for a couple of reasons. One is that, like, the... The crossover, you know, the, the, the mini SUV, the crossover SUV has long since eaten away at the minivan market a long time ago now. Uh, and then so the ones that are remaining are the ones that you still buy. Minivans are expensive as shit. Have you seen how much money those things are? They're kind of like getting into like a mid-range truck. They're insanely expensive. They're like they're for the rich soccer moms at this point. They've got everything. You're buying them. They're, they're like a fucking like a, a cruise ship on wheels. Absolutely insane. It's loaded to the brim. 500 fucking screens. Dolby Atmos surround sound. Personal butler and chef marble fucking flooring. Shit's crazy. Uh, and they cost like, they cost like, oh my god, in Canada. Like, uh, like unless you're getting the absolute bottom of the rung on minivans, you're still spending like thirty-five or forty thousand dollars just walking into the door. And then you can get like the fully fucking kitted ones where you're driving around in what's essentially a friggin' Bentley at like seventy thousand dollars. It's absolutely insane. So I don't even see that many minivans anymore. Uh but the ones I do see, I don't think I've ever really I don't think recently I've had any problems with minivan drivers. 
amongst actual brands that seem to have drivers that are shit, uh, I mean, they all have like their own thing, and I think, and I think, I think, it, I think it, it oddly enough lines up with like the personalities that each one of those brands, uh, you know, kind of target. So BMW drivers typically they're they're just they just drive fast. They, uh, I still see BMW drivers, you know, using fucking directional signals and shit like that. They just drive fast, kind of like a maniac. Um, Mercedes drivers, uh, and Jeff's not here, bless him. Uh, and I don't think he necessarily falls in this category. But the Mercedes drivers, they they're they are often the ones that aren't signal uh, signaling. They're not driving super fast, but they're not signaling. They have no they they have no they're not paying attention to like anyone. They don't care. They've they they've they, uh, they feel more important than everyone else, even if they're in like the entry model Mercedes. Uh but I think the worst drivers in general, because they combine both, are Audi drivers. Honestly, I think Audi is like a combo of BMW and Mercedes. The arrogance, the arrogance of one, uh, and the uh, the arrogance and, and non uh, you know and nonchalantness of one, and the uh, speed of the other. And uh, I, I would say I would say that's probably my the one that I see the most is uh, anyone driving an Audi. Uh, you know, most of them are just are are they're crazy. They're actually just crazy. <laughs> Weaving in and out of traffic, no signals, speeding everywhere, doesn't matter when, what the traffic is like, how many pedestrians are around, don't give a shit, all of them. Whether it's a brand new Audi or a beat up old Audi, there is something about the Audi brand that gets people fucking turnt uh, and, uh, and crazy. I, I've, like, I've just, I've, that's the one I would say is, is probably uh, the standout. Uh, let's see. This is a question from uh, from Steve for Jeff, but I'll answer the best of my ability as well. And if Mr. Black gets back in time, we can ask him that question as well. Uh, otherwise, depending on how long that conversation lasts, we might be uh, we might be ending the podcast early, and then I'll we'll go on to do StarCraft uh, with uh, Mr. Black after he returns. Uh, I said uh, I love the reality TV recommendations. Ninety Day Fiance has changed my life, but the new Love Is Blind is trash. What's the best? Re- Which is funny because I think Jeff thought the new Love Is Blind was really good. Uh, what's the best reality TV series and or moment that you've seen? Man. I think the one that knocked, I mean, not, not to speak for Jeff, but I think the one that knocked him on his ass the most was just like seeing the, the concept for, uh, MILF Manor. I don't know how you even top that as a con- concept for reality television that is, you know, like you can't, how much more dumpster fire could you possibly get than MILF Manor, really? Um... So I, I would I would have to assume that if Mr. Black was here, that's probably the direction he'd go in for that. Uh, it's probably just conceptually having that show greenlit and launch and have a full season. You know, it's never going to come back. I'd be shocked if it ever did, but that's probably it. And honestly, the only way it got worse would be if you reversed the roles and it was old dudes and young women, which uh, that would never get greenlit in a million years. Uh, as for me, uh, man, I would say, like, I don't know, the best moment... I don't like I don't know if I have the uh, best moment but I I do know that when at the height of like 90 Day Fiance when I was watching a lot of it the ones that that kind of had me uh cringe laughing you know it was cringe enough that I could still watch I wasn't like cringing and I had to look away but like cringe and like laughing cuz it was so cringe 
Uh, the two moments I would say would be, there was the one where, um, I can't remember his name now, but he was, uh, he went to the Philippines, you know, for, you know, with his, uh, eventual wife and, uh, Rose, I think her name was, um, fucking, uh, oh, what's his name? No I'm neck ed. Welcome back. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about, uh, reality TV show. Oh, okay. Oh, um, no neck ed from 90 day. No neck, no neck ed. Uh, so he was just asking this, the question for Steve was, uh, what your, what was, uh, your, uh, best reality TV series or moment that you've seen? I, I said that my assumption would be just the fact that Milf Manor got greenlit was probably your, uh, your top moment the for- The show was, the show was shit though, so. The show was shit, but the, the fact that it got greenlit, I don't know if you yeah. had like a moment that stands out. Mm. I was about to say, you know, there's like several with Ed, cause Ed was okay. so fucking oblivious. That guy was like completely lost in the fucking sauce. There was, um, there's a show called, um, Fuck Boy Island. Yes, right. right, that's another one, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Fuck Boy Island, I don't remember what season it was, might have, there might have only been one season, actually, let me go and see Fuck Boy Island. <laughs> Jeff's wondering if he's got another show to watch tonight. Yeah, I he... might actually, <laughs> he knows, right? This is why season three lands at CW with F-Girl, oh my god, I think there might be a new one out. Oh no. Is it happening? F-Boy Island is cancelled by HBO Max, but lands on CW with F Girl spin-off. Of course, of course oh, it landed F-Girl on spin-off. Of course it landed on the CW. Where else it would, would it be? It fucking <laughs> would. Um, okay, so anyway. My favorite was there was a season of F Boy Island. I don't know if it was season one or season two. Mm. But there was this guy. And you gotta you gotta guess like who's a fuck boy and who's like really there. Right, right like, of a course. genuine guy. But there that played like he was the nice guy the whole time, mm. and they were all convinced. And then at the end, he was the fuck boy and kept the money. It was fantastic. It was like, it was Got good him. reality TV. Oh, it was nice. Uh, uh, we'll end on uh, we'll end on this one. Uh, well, we got two combined here. They're both are both food ish related, so we'll kind of do one after the other real quick because they're they're both quick. Uh, Volkus asks what your favorite bar food or snack is. So I don't really go to bars, and I don't think I've ever been crazy enough to eat uh, anything that's communal at a bar. Like, I've never, I've never been reaching my hand into the fucking bowl of fucking nuts and start popping that shit. You'd probably get some foreign disease. Um, but when I'm drinking anything, whether it, like it's beer uh, or even like rum straight, typically it's something that's salty, uh, uh, salty in general crunchy so like just plain potato chips is like a what I, I like a lot when i'm drinking um kettle cook kettle cook plain sea salt mm. chips um otherwise you know if i'm going to a bar or whatever i'm there for a while and i'm there actually eating if the bar's got a good burger i'll get a burger with my beer but just as like a snack it's mm. probably just plain kettle cooked salt like sea salt chips because most of the alcohol i drink that's what i want to pair with it i want something crunchy i want something salty and and you know so that's typically it but at a bar you don't really get that so i know another one that i typically got at a bar that it was pretty common i don't know if it is anymore but it was popular for a long time potato skins yeah they're good potato skins were another common one that i got a lot my my one is chicken wings 
Oh yeah, and that's oh, and that's a standard. Like if you got a wing I mean, night on, you got a wing yeah, night going. Chicken yeah. wings, you get beer, chicken wings. I mean, I, I fucks with nachos as well, but I'll only get those if I'm like with somebody that wants to share them. I never yeah. really get nachos by myself, and I have to know they're good too because there's a lot of places that have like some fucking terrible shitty nachos. nachos. Yeah, yeah. But chicken wings, I mean, can you go really wrong with chicken wings? The beauty of chicken wings is even if they're done poorly, you just put more sauce on them and it makes it okay. With bad nachos, the bad nachos are they put too much shit on them and they get soggy, oh. and then there's no you there's no re, you can't, there's no redemption arc for mm. for soggy nachos. It's impossible. Mm. You can't you can't bring those back from the dead. Uh, and then the last one that's kind of related to food and in general here, Theta uh, asks if you were given the opportunity to go back in time and have lunch with one now deceased celebrity, who would it be and why? Rob Williams. I don't know if I need to say why. I just go have a lunch with Robin Williams. I know on the other side, I'm going to be laughing my fucking head off, but also I'm going to be talking to somebody who is obviously very introspective and intelligent uh, and probably has a lot of stories that he never, you know, that they were never, you know, publicly, you know, got out there and, and would be very interesting to talk to, to see what it was like in the industry for him. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, but I mean, shit, uh, wings, beer and, and, uh, Wings, beer, and Rob Williams. <laughs> Sounds like a good fucking combination to me. Mm. A celebrity that we'd want to have lunch with? That's that's dead. That's de- that's that has deceased. Yeah, is deceased at this point. Oh man, Michael Jackson for you? Yeah, I'm trying to. That's the thing is, I was trying to think of somebody that's not Michael. That's not that. Yeah, that's true. Because I just feel like it's. Is for the obvious. Yeah. Um, who else might might be it? Uh, mm, yeah, pro- I'm probably going Michael. I'm probably going Michael Jackson. Um, for obvious reasons again. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go with that. It's the first name came to my mind. Man. I don't know what we'd talk about, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'd just be asking questions. We all know who Jada Pinkett Smith would be talking to. Oh, Jesus. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> my timeline, I've been this close to blocking her name in my timeline Dude. because every three seconds it's Jada Pinkett reveals, Jada Pinkett reveals, Jada Pinkett. And I kept waiting for like the timeline to come up and be like, Jada Pinkett reveals that she is actually Tupac or like some Bruh. shit. Like just... I'm listening to the audiobook right now. Oh no. And dude, are you insane? Yes. What? Yes. Bro, you were taking what who are you taking this bullet for right now? Like uh, Oh dude, I'm 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 hate listening. <laughs> I, I'm 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 not doing it for the for the enjoy dude, even her voice, the way she narrates pisses me off. <laughs> I'm like I'm doing oh. it. And it's fucking fifteen almost fifteen hours long. Oh. I'm doing it. And I'm doing it on one X speed. I'm doing it regular. Oh I'm going through it. God, I'm going through it. So you know when I when I'm when I'm driving to the gym, when I'm fucking laying in bed, um, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to get through it. It's going to take me a while, but I'm going to do it. I did it for the Will book. I'm going to do it for the Jada book, and then I'm going to vent. Am I, I just? Her. Am I just? I mis- am I just misremembering? You know, that Will, when he was doing press junkets uh, or with his book or other things, am I just missing or misremembering that he that he talked about a bunch of crazy shit with the family or 
did he just not talk? Like he he must have talked about something. I'm sure, but to the degree, like, because I feel book? like with Jada, no, well, in his book, but like, but just publicly outside mm, of just the book, they don't really talk. They, don't, they are pretty quiet. Like that's the thing is like they're pretty quiet. And in his book, he doesn't talk about them. Like he talks about some of the the ups and downs they had, and they, they he talks about you know him always trying to make his like please his wife, and and and, and he he goes into some of the dynamic. But he yeah. kind of doesn't. He he kind of doesn't go into because they were both fucking around at, during different times in the relationship. But like I feel like the difference was that they're still together as a couple. They're the 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 operational like thought process for me is they're trying. They've worked through it. They're going to continue on, and you don't need to make all that public. The difference is like with Jada. She weaponizes that shit for her own publicity because I got to keep it a hundred. Not to be like super down on 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 somebody, but but she's. What has Jada done in She's the last that in the last ten Nothing. years that has anything to do to pr- to further her celebrity that she obviously desperately wants more celebrity than she has, but to drag out family shit to get headlines? Like I Nothing. don't remember the last time that that. Nothing. She's a bad actress. She's not good. Um, she's like you just said. All of her gain that has been done in the last decade is by throwing the family the under the bus <laughs> of her children and her husband. And almost in almost all cases, negative. It's just some crazy out of pocket shit. Like the one, like when she's mentioned that, like she said that Tupac admitted to her or some shit or she, that he had alopecia too, which sounds like horseshit to me anyway. But like, even if that's the case, the fact that she followed it up with, he was just too embarrassed to talk about it. My thought was, then why the fuck you run your mouth while he's dead now, bitch? Nobody asked books. you. To sell books, bro. Nobody asked you. Keep your fucking mouth closed. To what sell are you doing? Books. Oh, me and Will, we've been split up since 2016. I was surprised what? when the slap happened because I wasn't personally there. I was like, he said, he said, he said, uh, when he said, keep my wife's name out your mouth, <laughs> I was surprised because he hasn't called me his wife in, since 2016. Man, you, cr- she's crazy. But you know what, though? Will has to also he, be crazy because Will he's still is, you know insane. What I think, you know what I think about, you know what I think from reading Will's book and from what I see, what I think is, is Will, because he's had a failed marriage before. Uh-huh. I think is he trying to, anything he can to avoid that? Anything. I think he's like that. This is this is. Well, it. it's hard for me to empathize She's with the him. One, oh, right? Yeah. I I I said from death do us part, and if that means I gotta be a miserable bag of shit dealing with this crazy woman, and don't get me wrong, he's fucking batshit crazy. Too. I mean, these guys are like Scientology weirdos, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sorry, man. I'm sorry if there's any Scientologists out but there. Again, but again, but, but again, like, uh, he doesn't dude, seem to drag their shit into the public no, all the doesn't. fucking time, right? No, he doesn't, but you gotta be a special kind of fucking weird to deal with this dynamic. I mean, look at his children. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. weird, man. The whole, well, well how do you, how do you grow off. up how do you grow Dude. up not being off in that household, I guess? Because before, we didn't really know a lot about this, right? Like, before, because it, it took until, like, the red table fucking discussion to really blow this shit up. Because before that, all we knew was that Jaden uh, uh, and um, um, and the younger daughter... Um, oh, what's her name? Fucking, um, what's the daughter's name again? 
Oh, uh, Jaden, um, Jaden, yeah, and then Jade, and, uh, no, there's Jada, there's Jaden, Jaden's the, and then the there's the like, younger... I whip my hair back and forth, yes. I whip my hair back and forth, you know, uh, I fuck, what's her face? I can't Somebody remember her name right now. And then they have an older, they have like an older, uh, Willow. Yeah, the Willow. And yeah, then they the have older, an older dude's the normal guy, because yeah. he hasn't, he wasn't fucking indoctrinated in all that fucking weird shit. He went over with his fucking mom from the first marriage. Yeah. He's the He's only normal. dude that that's like. <laughs> Seems normal, bro. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> so Don't like, get me wrong. Her, so before kids are we talented, just were like, we were, like, at first it was like, oh, they're young. You know, they're young and they're in a in a in a celebrity household, so they're gonna have you know some quirky, you know, whatever. And then we found out, oh shit, <laughs> it's more than just it's more than just quirky. Fuck. Yeah, family. Uh, now I understand why there was an entanglement. Right, it's just all—all all of it's just weird, bro. I don't—I don't even—I don't even. Anyway, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm gonna read the book, and in about two weeks, I'll give you my review. Uh, maybe there's something enlightening in this book. I've, I'm only about thirty minutes in. I literally just started it yesterday. But um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I had some credits because I've—I've had a, a, a fucking membership to uh, Audible for like the last God knows how long, and I had some credits I needed to use. So I went and picked up Jada Pickett Smith's. Uh, what's it called here? Let me see. It's probably got an enlightening title here. It's called uh, the Heroine's Journey. Oh it, no, sorry, that's the name of the chapter that I'm on. Oh, it's actually 15 hours, 14 hours, 55 minutes of Jada Pickett Smith. It's called <sighs> Worthy. It's called, of course, it's called Worthy. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, and she's there. She's mm. you know she's big. She's bold. She's bald. She's beautiful. She's black. Mm. Right She's off all of the things. Right off the rip. Um, Star- op- opening line. Now. The opening God. line. Tupac was my soulmate. Oh, bro, kills me. <laughs> Listen, somebody else is calling me. Uh, yeah, I'm, your, I'm gonna wrap. I'm gonna wrap it up. Wrap yeah, it yeah, up. yeah, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's gonna be it for this week's podcast. Mr. Black is getting blown up on the phone every five seconds. We're gonna go and cast some StarCraft. Thank you very much for, uh, spending some time here today. Hopefully you, uh, enjoyed yourselves. Uh, make sure to, uh, let people know about the podcast. Excuse me, if you think that they might enjoy it. Uh, as well. And, uh, of course, hit us up on, uh, you can hit us up on iTunes. Spotify. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud. The links to which all that stuff... Uh, or at least SoundCloud and whatnot, is in the description below. If not, you can just search SoundCloud for Technical Awful, you'll find it. Uh, and of course, patreon.com slash TV if you want to financially support this, whatever the hell this is, as we keep the train moving. Off to Cast of StarCraft, thank you once again, and until we see you guys next week, do us a favor, stay safe out there, have a good one, and peace!
still on the podcast or you shut that bitch down? Oh, 